your Locked On The Hockey Jets, your daily podcast on the Winnipeg Jets. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, friends, and welcome to this episode of the Locked on Winnipeg Jets podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Harrison Lee, an avid Winnipeg Jets fan and an online blogger. You can follow me on Twitter at HLLivingLoco and at LO underscore Winnipeg Jets. Thank you for making Locked on Winnipeg Jets your first listen of the day every day. If you like what you're hearing, be sure to like, follow, and subscribe on your favorite podcasting platform of choice, including Apple, Spotify, Google, Megaphone, and the Odyssey app. Doing so is completely free and ensures you never miss another episode. Most of all, we really love and appreciate your support because you, dear listeners, are why we do this. Today's episode is brought to you by Primal Origin Oils. Got beard? Get Primal. Stop the itch and make your beard look healthy and groomed. Check out PrimalOriginsOils.com to learn more about their full line of beard care products. Use promo code LOCKEDON for a 20% discount at checkout. On tonight's podcast, uh, seeing as it is December 1st, it is actually starting the countdown towards Christmas, and for a lot of folks, this is a major time of the year. This is when the holidays really start kicking into gear. I think a lot of folks have already had the holiday mood in spirit just because we've all been stuck inside for a good long while, and you know we kind of want a little bit of that wholesome energy, a little bit of that festive spirit. Halloween and Thanksgiving kind of came around and passed, but you know now is time for Christmas or, or Boxing Day for some folks. Uh, and so this is a time for, for sharing it with family, with friends, if you if you can, um, and enjoying the holiday spirit if you celebrate it. If you don't, this is a nice time to maybe catch a break and watch some movies or stuff on your work break. Um, just take time to yourself to kind of depressurize. One of the older Christmas traditions, though, that does seem to be pretty popular is, of course, the Advent calendar, which, if you have no idea what that is, every day uh, from 1 to 25, you open a little part of a calendar and usually inside there's like a little piece of candy or maybe a gift, and it's supposed to count down towards like the, the actual day of Christmas. Now, of course, that actually includes weekends, and uh, with this podcast, we don't really record on the weekends unless there's some sort of circumstance that requires it, you know, life getting in the way. But I thought it would be cool and fun to do like a weekday advent calendar where each each day we take maybe some events from Winnipeg's past hockey uh, from the current franchise. I'm not as familiar with the older franchise, but um, certainly this, this current contemporary one I, I know enough about. But, you know, we'll take some moments from recent history and talk about either some of the players, the moments, and, and what really made them special. Today's focus for our very first day of the Winnipeg Jets advent calendar, I thought would be cool to talk about the 2014-2015 Winnipeg Jets, which was, for me, one of the first times where I really felt enamored with this team. I'd seen Jets hockey before, but this team in particular kind of sparked something in me that made me feel some kind of way about the Jets. I was always kind of partial to Winnipeg when they were like the Thrashers. I got to see some stuff on YouTube. I wasn't really super into hockey, right? And uh, after they got relocated, I sort of forgot that they existed for a couple of seasons. And then around 2014 or 2015, that was when I kind of saw Winnipeg again. And I was like, oh, you know, that's a pretty interesting team. And uh, that that year, they had a really rough start. I think they went like, what, one and five or something like that. But as Maurice kind of started to take the reins of that team over from Noel, who had been fired the year before, there was something that you could tell with the Jets team a little bit different. It felt more alive, maybe more active. 
you could feel that there were foundations for something more meaningful than what we'd been seeing with the team over the past couple of years. I didn't follow the team super closely from like 2011 to like 2013 or or even like the end of uh, 2013 into 2014. So, you know, most of what I know about the team back then, it was more of a a bit of a rough time for the Jets. I think they were still very much in a similar mode to what the Kraken are facing right now, which is you, you've got a pretty okay roster, but nothing super uh, super special or fantastic. But I think the biggest difference was the Kraken are a lot worse now than the Jets were back then. That Thrasher's roster wasn't as bad as I think a lot of people maybe made it out to be, and there were some very hidden gems on that team, and later in this show we'll talk about some of those favorite players and maybe some moments that kind of started to coalesce into what we now know as like the current version and identity of the Jets, but uh, in in summation, the the overall, I guess, holistic picture of that team was this hard-working, gritty, blue-collar, very determined team that actually played surprisingly defensively sound and also offensively ambitious hockey this wasn't a team that was going to wow you with a lot of skill right that 2014-15 team was I don't know how to describe it it was probably the closest thing you could imagine to maybe like an AFC North team in the NFL maybe a squad that doesn't win in the prettiest of ways and yet they find ways to be really effective and shut down their opponents like we're talking maybe 10 years ago, Baltimore Ravens, right? A team built on around like a physical, uh, brash defensive identity, but some surprisingly good offensive chops. Um, and we had a lot of very interesting players come through. Of course, there were guys like Lee Stepniak who came in on the, the waiver wire. I think we also had uh, Jay Harrison, who for some reason I thought was way better at the time than he actually was. Unfortunately, Jay was probably what we have now in Nathan Beaulieu, but maybe even worse. Uh, and then we also had some of our burgeoning young stars like Mark Shifley starting to find his feet. He was still known as Bambi back then, if I recall correctly. You know, everyone used to make fun of him for not staying on his feet, which uh, I suppose he can do now, that's for sure. But that team, it just felt like there was something starting to form a real vision of what the Jets could be if the team actually was successful and management invested in what they were building. Obviously, the team had always been draft and develop, and that was the mantra that we kept hearing. But the Jets needed a little bit more than that. When you think about some of the players that have made the team and have come through the, the drafted system, not as many prospects are actually making the Jets on a consistent basis. So that original foundation was really critical to making sure that the Jets were actually a playoff-bound team. That Jets squad really made me fall in love with hockey in a way that I hadn't felt before because it, it matched all of the things that I enjoyed about the sport, but also gave me more of what you know would kind of become my my future way I enjoy the game which is a a good amount of skill really good two-way play defensively responsible hockey but not the the crap that a lot of people talk about which is just hitting people and certainly making big physical checks I mean that stuff can be very important but I think moreover the Jets had a lot of underrated skill they could pass under pressure they understood good exits and outlet lanes I thought that that team was just a lot better at transitioning the puck up the ice even though the skill there wasn't really at the kind of level you'd be looking for from a really good team these days. Speaking of underrated skill, there were some real gems on that team, and we'll talk about some of those super gems and and what became of them in just a little bit. But before we go any further, I thought you should hear a little bit more about Primal Origins Oils and why they should be the perfect choice for your beard care. Got beard? Get Primal. You heard me right. If you or someone you care about has a beard, it needs to get Primal. Maybe you're that guy who has never considered the benefits of treating your beard with a product. Primal Origin Oils will stop the itch and make your beard look healthy and groomed. 
Their goal is to help others look good and live healthier lives through the use of natural oils. Their products are free from harmful synthetic ingredients and with low impact on our planet. Primal Origin Oils makes all the bombs, oils, and whipped butter your beard needs to feel the best around. All products are fair trade certified and handcrafted in the USA. Be sure to check out their combo kits that make a great holiday gift, and if you're shopping for yourself, you'll be glad you did. Most companies try to focus on fragrance first, and that leads to a product that doesn't feel great on your skin. Primal Origin Oils took a step back and focused on the ingredients first to ensure a product that feels great and still smells fantastic. We know that every company out there claims to have the best, but Primal Origin Oils challenges you to compare their ingredients and feel and beard to the other companies you've used. We promise you'll see and feel the difference. Remember the code LOCKEDON that gets you 20% off at PrimalOriginOils.com. Again, use promo code LOCKEDON at checkout for 20% off. Go to PrimalOriginsOils.com today. This holiday season, grab the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. Or honestly, even better than your favorite candy bar. Built Bar. Filled with so much holiday goodness, rich with decadent flavor, covered in chocolate, but amazingly low in calories, sugar, net carbs, fat, and guilt. You get the best of both worlds because it's delicious and healthy. You have so many flavors to choose from. Are you up for raspberry or mint brownie? Maybe cherry or double chocolate? You might even be up for cookies and cream or peanut butter brownie. Don't tell your family your favorite flavor, though. You might just spark a debate at the next family dinner. Built Bars give you that extra energy you need to bust down these mall doors and battle all the holiday shoppers. Or if you're just stuck standing in endless shopping lines, Built Bar can give you that extra something to keep you going. Throw one in your jacket or purse because you never know when you'll need it. Make sure to tell Santa to drop a few extra Built Bars in your stocking before the holidays roll around. Whether you want to enjoy your Built Bar plain or even dip it in hot chocolate for an extra gooey flavor, it's the perfect holiday treat. Go to Built.com and be sure to use promo code LOCKED15 at checkout and you'll get 15% off your order. Again, that is LOCKED15 at checkout for 15% off at Built.com. Hello, friends, and welcome back to this episode of the Locked on Winnipeg Jets podcast. Uh, thank you for making the Locked on Jets your first listen of the day every day. We love and appreciate your support, and we are especially thankful that you're sharing it with us during this holiday season. Speaking of the holidays, we are kicking off our uh, holiday Christmas advent calendar, which I thought would be fun. Each episode, we're going to focus on some fun memories and maybe some players and stuff from the past couple of years. I know that the current Jets are not that exciting, and maybe there's some stuff where you know I, I get to rant and grouse about it on a daily basis, but... I thought it might be fun to take a little bit more of a break from that and talk about some actually fond memories in recent times. And of course, like I mentioned in the first segment of this episode, uh, I wanted to focus on the 2014-2015 Jets. And one of the really underrated gems from that team was Lad Little Wheeler. Anyone who's watched that team and got to see that top line, we always love to talk about how underappreciated and underrated it was compared to the rest of the league. Everyone else had like their Patrick Canes, their Alexander Ovechkins, the Sidney Crosbys. The Jets didn't really have anyone like that. You know, they did think that one day Mark Shifley might evolve into that kind of player, but obviously at the time he wasn't really anywhere near that. And while he was very fun and talented, you know, he wasn't really a superstar in the way that we usually think about NHL superstars. That the league doesn't exactly have like a lot of really identifiable faces to folks or maybe outsiders. And that was even more true for the Jets, who were by and large a bit of an unknown for most people. Now, I will say that the Jets had a couple of very identifiable players and guys like Dustin Bufflin. Everyone knew Bufflin because that dude was just, he was a physical beast. He loved to throw a really big body check. He was a big booming defender. And he was always a bit of a subject of controversy because uh, when he was in his like prime, he kind of had like a... Uh, a style of game that was thought to be defensively loose and maybe something of a roamer, which in some ways, yeah, Bufflin definitely roamed a lot, but he was also very effective at what he did, and he created a ton of offense out of it. But the line that I thought really didn't get a lot of attention at the time, and one that we were always proud to call, 
you know, the, the Jets' own special secret weapon was Lad Little Wheeler. And it had a very interesting fusion of skill sets. You had Lad, who was like a really physical four-checker, somebody who was not afraid to go below the goal line, and yeah, he was a bit of an edgy player. Sometimes that actually got him in trouble. We used to call him Captain Hook because he loved himself an offensive zone penalty. In fact, he actually took a hooking offensive zone penalty the other night when he was with Arizona, and uh, that brought back some fond memories and uh, a couple of uh, laughs from back when he used to do that a lot. Obviously, that kind of gameplay, not really all that great for the Jets because our penalty kill, as you know, wasn't very good. It still isn't these days. In fact, it's much worse, but, you know, a bit of a, a story for another time. As far as the rest of the line was concerned, though, you had Brian Little, who had this ability to be such an effective shot creator, and while he maybe didn't last that long as like an elite center or a playmaker, in that time frame where he was really cooking on that first line and showing that he could be a an underrated like first line player, you know, Little was a very fun guy. I think we, we missed a lot of his really prime years uh, before that because he had been a rookie in Atlanta, and... He only really rose to prominence, um, you know, from the the couple of seasons before 2014-15, but it didn't feel like we got a very long run of the excellence that he could bring. And now, you know, in, in hindsight, it sucks because, you know, towards the tail end of his career, he really did start to fall off. And then he had that really horrible injury that, you know, has basically sidelined him permanently. So in the time that we got to enjoy Brian, I thought that he could be a brilliant player and I very much enjoyed the way that he could attack space and find those very soft scoring areas. And of course, he had a couple of really nice playoff points and goals and stuff. So, you know, little, no matter the fact that his final few seasons for the Jets really weren't anything to write home about, we'll always have the fond memories of what he did bring when he was still active and in his prime. The last piece of that line would later become the captain of the team, and that's Blake Wheeler. And uh, that version of Wheeler was the first time that I think Jets fans had really seen a truly elite winger, although at the time, because, you know, advanced statistical analysis was was still in its infancy and the Jets fans really hadn't embraced it yet, I don't think we recognized just how good he was and, you know, what he would become later in his career. He was such a dominant transition force and somebody who could drop in and out from the flank, could drive towards the slot, and had an unbelievable ability to crash the net and score. He was tall, physically imposing, he was fast, I mean, he was everything that Jets fans truly loved to watch, and even though we didn't know that he was, in many respects at the time, performing at like a franchise talent level, he was amazing, at least to watch just on the ice. It's a shame that his game didn't really hold up over time, especially as he's gotten older, but that version of him that we saw for a few years, where he was just absolutely killing it, and proving that he was a first-line player, that was the most fun Blake Wheeler we've ever gotten to see, and I wish we had him for longer. He unfortunately can't do some of that stuff these days. I think his step has definitely slowed a good deal, but as a locker room voice and a leader, he's still very much respected. And I think a lot of fans love him being the captain, and I'm sure that'll be the case for some years to come, unless he decides to retire. The contributions of that line and the entire team around it eventually did lead to a playoff run, and I'll talk about that playoff run in just a little bit. But before we go any further, I thought you should hear about BetOnline and why they should be your number one choice for all your online betting needs. It's Thanksgiving, and we all know what that means. Football. 
And nothing goes better with football than turkey and betting. BetOnline has you covered all holiday season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. BetOnline remains your number one spot for all the sports action this holiday season. Head on over to our new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus with promo code LOCKEDON. Again, that is promo code LOCKEDON at registration. Not into football? No problem. BetOnline has pro and college hoops, NHL, boxing, UFC, your favorite Vegas casino games, and so much more. So don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. To get started, register for a free account at betonline.ag. And again, be sure to use promo code LOCKEDON at registration for a 50% welcome bonus on your very first deposit. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. BetOnline, we're stuffed with deals this Thanksgiving. Start winning with betonline.ag today. Hello, friends, and welcome back to this episode of the Locked on Winnipeg Jets podcast. We are closing out day one of our Advent calendar Christmas holiday countdown with a a bit of an interesting reflection on the 2014-15 Winnipeg Jets, which I would say was one of the first times that I really came to appreciate Jets hockey for what it could be. And it was also the first time that the franchise made the postseason, which for a lot of Jets fans was something that I think a lot of people didn't really imagine. You know, it, it had been a long time since the Jets had ever thought about postseason hockey you know the the Jets of the 70s the 80s and the early 90s sometimes the Jets could be really fun other times they were pretty dreadful but this version of the franchise that came back it was a rocky team and it had a a bit of a troubled start but over the past couple of seasons we've seen a perennial playoff appearance team that that first time though that that was the most special moment when we got to experience the the rebirth of the whiteout and uh, MTS Center as it was back then started rocking again, it was just a magical experience. And that excitement of that first home playoff game where everyone was expecting a huge raucous crowd, they got it. I mean, it was incredibly loud. Um, Lee Stepniak having one of the first Jets home goals. That was such an amazing experience. And I think for all of us who got to watch it, uh, or even some of us who even got to attend it, I wish I could have gone, but I obviously don't live in Winnipeg, so a little bit difficult to get tickets. Anyone who was there, though, got to really witness what felt like the beginning of a journey with this team. And while the journey hasn't exactly gone according to plan in certain areas, this team definitely has given us some really fun moments. Um, and that first playoff series against the Ducks, while it did end up in a sweep and, uh, you know, it was very disappointing, it felt like a good appetizer for what we expected to follow after that. And not long after that, we then got the 2017-2018 team, which I'll probably talk about on a later episode. Um, I've talked about it previously, but that team, you know, that one definitely has some stuff that I want to dive into a little bit more. But for the the time being, you know, the 2014-15 team, it gave us a vision of what the Jets could do if they found their playoff feed and started to find regular season success. We knew that the playoff runs would be a little bit troubled and probably short for the first couple of years where the Jets were making it, but we thought over time, as the Jets added some of their young talents and prospects like Ehlers, Kyle Connor, some of these other young guns who have made really tangible impacts on the franchise over the past five years, we felt like there were the seeds of optimism for something greater. And once we found a real franchise goalie in Connor Hellebuck, the Jets were pretty much set to have what we thought was the beginning of a dynasty. And sure, it hasn't really panned out like that. I think some things along the way have changed. But that 2014-15 team paved the way for the Jets to have a lot of future success. And, you know, there's still a chance that we'll get to see, at least some point in the next 10 years, a Stanley Cup. I don't know if it's going to happen. You need a lot to go right. But at least 2014-15 gave us the first sign that the Jets could be more than just a disappointment. 
they had the chance to truly soar, and there's still a chance that they will take flight one day and give us something really special. I'd love to hear your fondest thoughts of the 2014-15 team and what you remember from them. Be sure to let me know at HGLivingLoco on Twitter and at LO underscore Winnipeg Jets on the same social media platform. That's going to wrap up our very first calendar advent countdown for the uh, the Jets, though. Thanks for making Locked on Jets your first listen of the day every day. We'll have day number two on tomorrow's episode. But for now, be sure to make your second listen Locked on Bets, your daily one-stop shop for all your gambling needs. Locked on Bets, hosted by your boy Q with expert analysis and insight from Lee Sterling. It's free and available on all your favorite platforms, so be sure to like, follow, and subscribe today. As always, thank you for listening. Have a great night, and go Jets go.